Sustain Your Rumble is co-produced by Cutprint Podcast Network. Big thanks to the show managers and producers for making this episode possible. Make sure to visit www.cutprintpodcast.com and their official channels on Facebook, Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts to check out an amazing lineup of original Filipino shows you surely will get obsessed with. Since 2008, we've had the Renewable Energy Program, and it's really just a matter of implementing it. So we've had it for the longest time, and it's about time that we get the full benefits that it has designed for the country. Say hello to Guillen Canales of First Gen Corporation once again. Someone needs to coordinate that with the power supply procurement and the distribution development plans and transmission development plans. And someone just has to align all of those together according to the general policy of our clean energy transition. Fossil fuel-based energy production, like coal, has been unsustainable for quite a long time already. Kaya it makes a perfect sense when we started looking into cleaner and more cost-effective alternatives. Ang ating pang-araw-araw na pamumuhay, kinabuhayan at mga industriya ay umaasa sa kuryente. Isa ito sa mga fundamental sources of survival natin dahil kung walang kuryente, hypothetically titigil ang mundo. Kung tutuusin, mayroon ang mga paraan upang makapag-shift tayo papunta sa renewable energy. Nandiyan na rin ang mga polisiya at mga mekanismo. It's only a matter of time before we realize na ang susunod na lang na step ay natumingin tayo into the challenges around energy production at tumalon so we can make that systemic shift. Pero bakit kailangan bang magbago if the current technologies are working? Ano pa ang magandang maidudulot ng pagbabago? Out of all the existing energy technologies, RE is the only one that would be able to really address all the three points of the energy trilemma. So that's energy security, energy equity, and energy sustainability. This is Sustainerumble, the podcast that explores critical issues on sustainable development in the Philippines. I'm Chantal Nieto. I am Jonas Marie Dumdum. I am Siki Asinas. In this episode, we will explore if green energy is indeed the fuel of our future. So bakit nga ba kailangang baguhin ang paraan ng pagpoproduce ng kuryente? Maliban sa nasabing overall share ng energy production sa global pollution, hanggang ngayon, ang pangangailangan para sa energy na sigurado o reliable, accessible para sa lahat, at patuloy na nagre-replenish ay kailanman hindi pa rin natin matugunan. Now we're talking about the current technologies we have, such as those coming from coal, oil, and natural gas, ang mga ito ay malimit ring nakakarating sa ating mga remote o malalayong lugar. Malinaw na rin sa puntong ito that hindi talaga nasusustain yung mga technologies, processes, and practices na nakaka-apekto sa buhay ng tao. Ang usok pa lang na nagpaproduce ng pagsusunog ng coal upang pang-generate tayo ng kuryente ay delikado para sa mga manggagawa, sa mga pabrika, at pati na rin sa kabuuan air quality natin na nagdudulot ng mga sakit 
sa ating mga lungs or respiratory diseases. And the harder old technologies can be maintained, the more costs we have to cover. The more the government has to spend on subsidies to ensure that factories run para hindi tayo magkakaroon ng brownout, blackout, or power outages. Itong mga subsidies na nararapat na sanang gastusin for visual critical areas na mas nangangailangan pa ng solusyon gaya ng healthcare or yung housing, education, social welfare, research, at iba pa. Energy security, so RE, would allow us to have indigenous power supply. It would allow us to have less reliance on imported fuel sources. It would allow us less exposure to international fluctuations. So it would fortify energy security. Now, in terms of energy equity, as we've said earlier, coal as the cheapest source is debunked because RE can be competitive. And there are actual savings that end users can actually get from choosing RE. So in the GEOP program, should they shop around from the existing RE suppliers, I would expect that they would be able to get savings of around up to 10% of the generation charge that is being served by their distribution utility. Just by that, outright savings, energy equity. And of course, on top of it all, energy sustainability. That one part of the trilemma that could not be afforded by any other energy technology aside from RE at this point. Ngunit paano nga ba natin mapapalago ang share ng renewable energy sa energy market? Well, we already have the Republic Act 9513 or RA Act of 2008 that has set the foundational guidelines to number one, accelerate exploration and development of RE resources, two, establish necessary infrastructure mechanisms, three, effectively prevent or reduce harmful emissions, at four, increase renewable energy utilization. Kabilang narito ang mga programang tinatawag na Renewable Portfolio Standards para sa mga distribution utilities at electric cooperatives na nagdidistribute ng kuryente sa mga lungsod at bayan sa buong Pilipinas. Implement the Renewable Portfolio Standards. Technically, it's already implemented. It started 2018 and the Department of Energy and the Energy Regulatory Commission are just now doing the finishing touches on the renewable energy market and it's all set to go. Most likely by early part of next year, it will be fully commercially operating. The Department of Energy is also looking into increasing required of mandated participants. So it started at 2020, 1%. So 2021 is now 2%. And they're planning to increase the increments from 1% to 2.52 annually. So that would help a lot because that would boost the demand for RE on the mandated participant side. But for end-user side, there are also policies in place to allow end-users like you and me, businesses and small to medium enterprises to actually participate in the renewable energy development program. So there's the likes of net metering programs where you can put up your own RE facility, solar panels, and it would also allow you to sell the excess to the grid. So Not only are you consuming RE, you're actually contributing to the grid with your excess generation. But I guess it has been implemented for a while now, but it has been quite slow in uptake. Probably because it entails quite a bit of capital investment on the side of the end users. Case in point, mahalang pag-i-invest sa renewable energy para sa regular na households at small businesses. But how can they participate in this shift? Now, Because of that 
cost impediment, there is this other program that we could actually support that would not entail an upfront cost for end users, but could even get upfront savings for them while supporting RE. And what I'm talking about is the Green Energy Option Program, or the GEO. With the Green Energy Option Program, 100 kilowatt and up end users. These are end users that usually get monthly bills of around 200 to 300,000 pesos. They would have the option to choose their own renewable energy supplier. So these end users will have the power to go beyond what their distribution utility is buying for them. These are programs that could be implemented in order to boost renewable energy development, not just on the macro level, with just the distribution utilities or the big boys of the power industry playing into it, but with even you and me participating in it through the net metering program and the green energy option program. There are 14 of these renewable energy suppliers that they can choose from. 14 and growing. So imagine coming from zero choice to having 14. So before, it's just you and your DU. But now, if you are a 100 kilowatt and up end user, you would be able to shop from these 14 renewable energy suppliers. Given the options, all kinds of end users along the energy spectrum can participate. Siguro may nakikita ka na ng trend ng mga households sa mga gated communities, pati yung mga large facilities, kahit ng mga malls. I mean, nakikita mo naman talaga yan sa bubong ng mga malls talaga. No? Very, very visible. Na yung nag install ng mga solar panels sa kanilang mga bubong. Meron na rin ng mga mini solar farms, lalo na sa probinsya na may malalawak na lupain. Mind you, the cost installation and commissioning Nang mga ganitong setup ay may, may kamahalan. However, these setups, although several are privately owned, can also contribute to health power homes with the excess power they generate. I think the concept of distributed generation is you don't need to draw power from the main grid because you generate it on your own. So I guess yes. it depends on how large your city is and how large your facility is. Mm. But currently, there are actually existing structures that are set up like that, but most of them are found off-grid in the missionary areas. For our group, we have the ones in Kalamuan, example. And for that island, there's a solar installation partnered with a battery powering the island itself. And it's supported by subsidies that are paid by main grid users. We see it in our power bill. It's the universal charge for missionary electrification. So that portion of our bill for a portion of the electricity supply for the off-grid islands because those distributed island setups, it's because of the size, because it's limited, you would expect that there's a limited way of distributing the cost and so it ends up being a bit pricier. And that's why there needs to be a portion that should be covered by subsidies and that's why we're supporting it with our universal charges. But if we were to do that on the main grid, the economics would have to work first, I guess. So you would have to justify why you would put up a more expensive facility when there is already an existing one you can draw from within the grid. And so here, we can ask ourselves, saan tayo? Sa mahal at nakakapinsala? O sa nagmumura at malinis? No renewable energy technology at the moment can stand on its own. But altogether, it can work wonders to provide our energy needs 
with utmost stability at a price tag we can bear. These RE facilities have the advantage of being stable. They would be able to provide you electricity 24-7. They are the best alternatives to coal. So if you're looking for a coal slayer, these are the ones. Geothermal and hydro, they can provide base load. But you also need peaking power. And of course, peak happens when the sun is shining. So your best peak provider would have to be solar, right? So produces majority of its energy without battery at the peak periods. However, it does tend to be intermittent. So you would have to properly plan it so as to allow for sufficient ancillary services to address the intermittent and variable generation that comes from VREs like solar and wind. With that, you just have to roll out existing incentives that are already in place, like in the RE Act. So as we mentioned, there's the RPS, Renewable Portfolio Standards. There's the Renewable Energy Market. They're all just really raring to go, just waiting for the final pieces of the puzzle. It's really just implementation of all the RE policies that we have in place, allow end users to have the choice for RE, and provide for venues such as this in order for partners to collaborate and work towards RE development. Thank you for listening to our Renewable Energy and Cities episodes. Make sure you are following us on Facebook because we are to conduct our first ever Rumble Talks Live. Tama ang narinig nyo. We are going to do a live setup of our Rumble Talks on Facebook and our first topic na pag-uusapan ay, you guessed it, the makings of a cleaner and greener Philippine energy landscape. You can find our Facebook account with the page name Sustainer Rumble or through the link in the description box. There you can find the links to our Instagram page, communicate group, and blog portal. So make sure to follow us there at, well, sana sumali kayo sa aming community to get first dips sa mga bagong opportunities and activities this year. But of course, don't forget to follow us wherever you're listening. And if nagustuhan mo itong episode naman, please pass it along to others. Malaking tulong sa amin to to reach more people na kailangan makarinig at matuto sa aming mga content. At syempre, gusto natin dumarami at dumarami ang mga taong nakikilahok sa ating mga conversation. We appreciate your continued support and through these efforts together, we can influence and create a more sustainable Philippines.